What's going on, everybody? Cody Pasby back with you. It's another edition of Wax Packs and Warning Tracks, Mojo Breaks Baseball Card Podcast. This week, we're just zoning in on one subject. I think you might already know what it is. It's the biggest story in baseball. It's one of the biggest stories in baseball cards. Maybe the biggest story in baseball cards among collectors. A lot of money invested in this guy that we're going to talk about today. It's Fernando Tatis Jr. One of the hottest names in the hobby for the last few years. Suspended 80 games for PED use. What does it mean for collectors of Fernando Tatis Jr.? Is there any room to grow here? Is it done? Is it over? Is this the biggest L you've ever taken in the hobby? Well, if there's one thing we know about being in this hobby, you're not really in it until you've taken a big L. And frankly, unfortunately, I'm sorry if this includes you, this was a pretty big one. But is there still a chance for redemption for young Fernando Tatis Jr.? Remember, the guy is just 23 years old, still a lot of career left, and the Padres just got a guy named Juan Soto. Have you heard of him? He's pretty good. I talk about that and much more with Doug Mojo Breaks, Doug Kasky. You know him from the hype. You know him. You love him. It's Doug. We dug in on this. No pun intended. Sorry about that, Doug. We went in deep to talk about the fallout from this, what it means for you, what it means for the Padres, what it means for baseball, what it means for the hobby, and so much more. Check it out. Here's the conversation with Doug. All right. Huge, massive, mind-blowing. Maybe not mind-blowing anymore. I feel like uh, I'm already off track. Steroid stuff doesn't feel mind-blowing in baseball anymore. No. We're so desensitized to it. I got Doug with me uh, on this edition of Wax Packs and Warning Tracks. What are we talking about? Of course, we're talking about the thing that every baseball fan, whether you're a collector or you're a fan of the game or especially if you're a Padres fan, you are talking about right now, and that is the 80-game suspension for Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the brightest stars in baseball, got caught, uh, got tested positive for cholesterol, I believe was uh, the, the substance. Ringworm. ringworm. That's a new one. Yeah. I, I got to say, I mean, I had heard of the Manny Ramirez being like, I'm taking the stuff that pregnant ladies take. Uh, I've seen the Ryan Braun had an interesting one. I feel like it was, I can't remember exactly, but uh, ringworm. That's a new one. That's a new. Excuse. Yeah. I mean, supposedly I heard he was locked out because of the lockout. Um, he had gotten ringworm. This is what I was reading today, so don't quote me on it. But like, I heard that he could not reach out to the team doctors about it because I was thinking, right. why wouldn't you just hey, you know, <coughs> make sure that they give you the right stuff? But I guess he couldn't reach out to the team doctors at the time. Remember, he did have that uh, motorcycle injury around the same time as well. Um, probably wasn't handled the right way. Obviously, now he's paying the price, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, on a lesser scale, collectors are going to be paying the price that right. invested a lot of money in Tatis. Um, it's it's a sad story uh, for one of baseball's, uh, which I had the, the face of baseball. I was about to say, beginning of this year, we did a segment at the hi- in the hype, uh, who's the face of baseball, your team Tatis, and I think I, and I, I think we were all kind of like, look, it's Otani, but we have to make a debate here. But I was kind of on your side with 
Tatis. I thought if Tatis gets back healthy, if the Padres make a run, there is real potential here because he is such a bright star. He wa- he. I-, I heard this point th- thrown around by a few folks, and it's really true. He wants to be a star. Yeah, like that's something that baseball hasn't had in a long time, where a guy but is also like, yes, to bring the, it to yeah, me. To I the want point the where Mike Clevenger said that he put himself before the team, so he has right. teammates uh, saying that, hey, you're going to be here for 13 years, and you're putting yourself before the and, team, and that's not good. And now that you've got a guy like Juan Soto, who we'll talk about it a bit, suddenly you think these guys are probably thinking, we don't need this guy. We have Juan Soto, we have Manny Machado, we have all these guys, we have all this young, we have all this great talent around us still, like. Yeah, Tatis will be awesome, but like, uh, look, I, let, let's start just from a baseball perspective because we're fans of the game, we're fans of sports, and like to see a guy like this get busted, everything that's happening, I think the thing you saw with the Padres team, which uh, I was pretty amazed at how frank they were. They were yeah. just like, look, like we made this far without him. This guy's immature. And it's true. I think we even said at the beginning of the year, the thing uh, we, we've talked about how his value kind of is dwindling because there is the immaturity factor. There's the motorcycle stuff. Uh, The injuries just keep stacking up. Yes, he's really young still. He's 23. uh, And he's done so much already. But at a certain point, there was a feeling of like, it is starting to all stack up here. But um, I think just in general, like if, if for, for baseball, uh, this is such a massive blow because yeah. it's it's the biggest name to get suspended, I'd say, probably since Cano. And I think I liken it more to when Ryan Braun got suspended because yeah, Braun I, but I, was I, on a track where yeah. you thought, hey, God, if this guy keeps doing this, he's on an MVP track. And it was in his early, he's in his mid-20s when he got busted. So, and it really clouded the rest of his career. It did. And and you know what's really sad, and I hate to go this route, but I'm going to be this guy for the minute, for this moment, is I, I, you mentioned Ryan Braun, you mentioned these other names. I don't think kids hitch themselves as much to Ryan Braun as, as, no. as Tatis. this is I mean, bigger. Tatis was, you know, on the highlight reels in SportsCenter, and you had kids, especially from the collecting community, hitching their their, their tractor, their trailer to him, and, and really going in and collecting him and looking and, like, maybe modeling their game after him. And hopefully it'll be a thing of the past in a few years from now. I hope, hope he'll right the wrongs and, and, and we'll forget all about this. But, you know, I can't help but think. Because, I mean, like, Trout, you know, kids love Trout, but Trout's a little bit on the older side, you know, now. and This is the guy. You know, Vladdy never really seemed to appeal to the kids as much, um, yeah. you know, and, and I think Tatis was the guy that like a lot of youth modeled their game after. And it's sad to see that now that there's that steroid cloud and parents that maybe had bought in kids Tatis jerseys have to kind of explain why he's not playing now. And uh, I think that's kind of the, the tragedy in this all. And uh, like I said, hopefully time will uh, heal this all and we won't be talking about this, um, you know, come come five years from now. Yeah. And that's kind of the next point I wanted to go to is that there is this feeling there's to get to get to maybe maybe i am gonna be too optimistic here maybe i'm gonna be uh trusting him a little too much here but there's the feeling that i get when i see his statement versus previous big players who got busted i actually see remorse in the statement didn't know i did it made a mistake that's on me should have done better um and when you kind of couple that with there have been talks of like oh he's immature he doesn't know like he he needs to grow up a little bit you couple that all together and you can make a case 
that yes, maybe he did do something unknowingly. Um, I'm not gonna now again. I, there have been stuff that come out that that have come out from his dad, who kind of gave it a different story, and there was no ringworm involved. Which then, and then of course, when you remember the history of the Tatis family and steroids, his father, I believe, got busted yeah. in his career. So it does it, look. It, it, I don't. I don't. I think we're past ever giving players the benefit of the doubt with this stuff, um, and especially because there's so many things you can't take. That you can hide easily. Yeah. It's 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 not hard. It's hard to get busted nowadays, frankly. It is. Uh, so that, but I guess kind of what you were saying. He's young enough that two things. He's young enough that you think uh, if he has a great career going forward and never ever ever gets another drug suspension, you think. Okay, it wasn't that. Then he's then, then maybe he was right, and he could end up having a great Hall of Fame career, and nobody thinks about it. Uh, it could just be a bump in the road because it's so early. Or the other side, uh, and, and or I should say, in the other point, I just don't know if the steroid stuff holds as much weight as it did during the Bonds and McGuire and Sosa years. I just think that people are used to it. There's a fan base that grew up with it, mm-hmm. and they just think, eh. It happens. But I think you also, and I'm a Bonds apologist, as you guys know, that I listened to the show for a while, but I think that's one of the reasons why it is a big deal. Um, I think, honestly, if you would have let, let Bonds in the Hall of Fame, we all, we all know that A-Rod's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame. Um, Clemens Maybe. probably won't get in the Hall of Fame either. I, did you see A-Rod's comments, by the way? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on the that little the, the Michael K. A-Rod cast. Jared Jeter was on it, actually, too. Uh, and Michael K. just straight up said to him, what do you think about the Tati stuff? No, because of your history. And A-Rod was surprisingly honest and said I wish young players would learn from my mistakes I can't believe this is still happening he's like look at all the work I've had to do to repair my image he's like and I'm probably still never getting into the Hall of Fame and I can't believe young players don't look at me and say I don't want to be that so I was actually pretty impressed with what A-Rod had to say the other day yeah that's impressive he's definitely a good speaker I think something that Bonds Bonds lacks you know and and Clemens for that matter or just lacks the 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 drive to even want to do exactly that's that's 100% what it is but yeah i mean it's 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 yeah i mean we're seeing some weird things you know uh people are testing for and and getting caught with and, and now it's not just steroids but it's other stuff that's an inflammatory that have these kind of qualities too and none of us are physicians so we don't know but like it's just now that it comes down and once a player is suspended regardless of what it is you know it's it's got that cloud over their head yeah and i do think i i I think there is a real chance for tatis to rebound in a way that guys like cano like braun like manny ramirez a rod the most recent big names to think of now going it's going back a while now but that there's a chance for him to rebound because i think the thing you realize with the steroid stuff now is it's the stance softens every 10 to 15 years where now we feel a different way because we grew up watching bonds and we grew up watching the sosa mcguire chase and we think of that in this because it was awesome and yes they it was cheating but again we have a softer spot for it, where yeah. i think then kids are going to look at this and say well baseball has the t- the most strict drug testing program by yeah. a large by margin yeah. i mean it's, i it's basically baseball in the olympics yeah are the two most strict 100%. drug testing programs 100%. and i think there's gonna be people look at that and go well if a guy took something and uh, he probably should have known better right but like it's gonna bust you for something there that maybe you don't get busted for in football or basketball or you certainly not going to be looked at it the same way right. especially like football like nobody cares like it's, nobody seems to care no, no. one cares at all no. um let's go from a card perspective <laughs> uh, this is a well, that's base- what i was gonna say and i'm yeah. glad you mentioned that sorry i gotta tickle my throat no but, you're good um you know if you, you know all those guys you just mentioned 
Manny Ramirez, Ryan Braun, their cards don't sell. So there hasn't really been... There's nothing. And even Bonds, I mean, some of Bonds stuff does sell, but that maybe that's because of the scarcity of his autographs, but... Um, none of that stuff's ever sold. So can he rebound? Now, I know a lot of rumbling amongst the hobby community is like, wait to the offseason. Like right now he's low, but it's going to be even lower because he's not going to play this year. Yep. Right? So the time to buy would probably be in the offseason when everybody's focused on football and probably basketball. Um, I might be buying on the certain certain prices then, but then there's always that cloud in my mind that like anytime you try to sell one of those cards, there's always going to be that guy that says, well, it's steroids. And know? there's also the fact that Two, I mean, two more strikes. He is literally banned from baseball. Yeah. I mean, again, hopefully you learn from this. He's young enough, and he seems remorseful. <coughs> but there is always that chance, even if it's like, boy, this is a bargain. It's still a chance that two more times he will, he will literally the next time he'll be out for an entire season. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's out of the game. And then he's out of the game. That you have to take that into consideration. Let's Which player was banned from the entire game? Oh, oh gosh. Pitcher, I, right? There was somebody, not a big name, I don't remember. I want to say it was a closer that used to be on the Giants, no? Yeah, might be. Might be. I'd have to I'd have to look it up. If somebody in the podcast, if you're watching us on YouTube, let us know in the comments because I, I think can't. It was think. a former Indian pitcher that became a giant reliever. Yeah, um, I'll have to look it up. Uh, but yeah. yeah, anyway, yeah. And I know A-Rod, the biggest name that had a full season-long suspension uh, under this program. And, Manny and Ramirez Manny? may, yeah, yeah, Manny Ramirez may have as well. So uh, let, let's, actually, let, let's look at some of those prices. Uh, there's a slide here if you're watching us uh, on YouTube. Um, it, it, look, if you are one of those people who's thinking, I'm on the fence, maybe I want to strike, this is the first time that I, I think... I think this is like the first time since the hobby boom that you can get a PSA 10 Topps Chrome rookie of Fernando Tatis right now for under $100. I think it's still going to slide. Yeah, it will definitely slide. Eighty-eight fifty right now. That's about the same that I bought a Rafael Devers <laughs> PSA 10 Well, I think rookie. what you're thinking is you're having guys that are panic selling now. Yes. So there's a lot more inventory on the market, which is affecting the prices. Yeah. Uh, and I think off-season, you may even see even more than that. And then, you know, like I said, if he comes back next year, has a hot start, I mean, the Padres are going to be good. They're going to be good for years. Yep. Um, I you know it may be worth a chance. Uh, the PSA ten tops Chrome rookie refractor on April tenth it was selling for three hundred fifty dollars. It's now down to two hundred sixty three dollars. Yeah. By the way, uh, August third one hundred forty nine dollars for a base rookie now eighty eight fifty. And maybe the most remarkable one on August 9th you could buy you would you would have to shell out twenty one hundred sixty one dollars for a BGS nine point five uh, first Bowman auto. It is now down to eight. 50. That is easily the first time I've ever seen any major Tatis first Bowman under $1,000. And I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is the biggest name we've had in the card community during the card boom and everything that we're doing right now with cards okay. to be affected by something like this. I mean, now I'm like thinking, you know, this is, I know this is a different sport, but like, do I buy Zion or do I buy Tatis? Right. Right. It, well, you know, what's crazy is that a year ago, if you were to pose that question, I think everyone would literally laugh in your face and go, clearly one of those guys has a better future yes. than the other. And it's not the guy playing basketball. It could not be further from the truth right now. Zion seems like he's primed and ready to come back. Mm -hmm. It's a good buying opportunity right now versus Tatis. Obviously, this is a potential cloud for the rest of his career. So you kind of alluded to it. Is this the biggest L? For in terms of just 
athlete investment in the hobby in the post boom hobby I think so world. yeah I can't think of anybody a uh, bigger name uh, that's you know been affected by this I mean we've had some uh, some guys pass away you know uh, early in their career our uh, rest in peace Jose Fernandez yep. I know he was a yep. pitcher but he had a lot of hobby lore yep. at the time ha- ha- yeah it's harder to claim that in, in that a pitcher. Sense. yeah yeah, yeah. I mean but where are people moving their money to is it going to Aaron Judge is it going to is it going to Vladdy Guerrero? Well, I mean, in a way, it's kind of in a in a in a hobby from a hobby perspective. If you're a Padres fan who was collecting Tatis, uh, you just got gifted another guy to say, "Well, I think I have a new PC," and yeah. his name is Juan Soto. Juan Soto. I mean, there's also Shohei still doing his thing, of right? Of course. Because I mean, if you look at the last three years, it was pretty much Tatis and Otani. Right as mm-hmm. rookie cards, because I mean, yeah, you could say Aaron Judge, but he was 2013. So those cards are a little bit less achievable, you know, compared to how many more sets were made and how many other cards are made nowadays. So I mean, I guess you'd probably say Otani. It would be the guy that people are moving into, but then they're not gonna they're not going anywhere, right? So right. that's a tough thing. And you have Trout, who's got the, probably the back problem that people maybe are a little less likely to invest in. What's tough is that for Tatis, I understand what the allure was. Like he is a star shortstop. I mean that is a star making position. Uh, if you can, if you can become, you know, this, uh, the def- the defensive wizard and the hitting, like there are a few positions in all of sports where if you can become the, the face of your right. sport at that position, I mean, c- quarterback in football, uh, shortstop in baseball, I think it's kind of it, it, it's in that realm. Um, so there's that allure. There's the fact that he signed that huge deal where it's like this is a lifetime contract. And all those other guys you mentioned, Judge could be on the way out this offseason. Soto, even though he gets traded to the Padres, who knows knows. what they're going to do. I mean, they already have so much money invested in Machado and Tatis. Are they really going to throw another mega contract at Juan Soto? It kind of felt like this was a, hey, let's do something here in the next two and a half years. And wasn't he, did anybody top him? Did Wander wind up topping him for the least amount of games played with the longest contract? I think Tatis was the guy, right? Yeah, Tatis was the guy. And then I think Wander, I think, did end up, yeah, Wander topped him, but I think it was Tatis prior to Which set a trend, right? Which set the trend. Now you're going to, it makes you wonder if teams are going to be like, let's give him a few years to see, make sure he matures. Yeah, there's that. New, there was a new thing going on in baseball where it was like these pre-arbitration players. Let's sign them up. Let's let's just buy out the arbitration years and then give them three to four years tacked on to it. Uh, and then Tatis obviously just blew that out of the water right. and like really went another step further. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to kind of find any guy. I guess if I am leaning towards someone, it is maybe Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Because I mean, there's I, Bryce Harper too. Harper too, you know, a little bit on the older side as well. But I think the allure too with with Tatis is the fact that he was going to be on the same team that entire time. Like he will be a lifelong Padre. I know. Yes, his first moment is on the White Sox, but again, the the rookie cards were as hot as anybody's. uh, So there's that as well. Whereas, yeah, I don't really know if there's anyone. And I guess, yeah, for me, it would be Vlad because he seems like I think the Blue Jays want to t- get him there long term um, you also have the popularity of an entire nation behind him yeah. which I think is something that for I think is always underrated about really good uh, Blue Jays players as well uh, so I, I think Julio he Rodriguez might have too right? Well, I mean, J-Rod you, you, might be the next you guy. You throw him in there. I mean the thing that I don't like about uh, Vlad and I love his ability but uh, he's kind of more of an extrovert in a sense. He's not one of the guys that's going to go out there talk to the media do anything say anything that's like I, I, 
Tatis kind of had that. Or uh, introvert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intro- I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. introvert. Extrovert would be he would be outgoing, but yeah, introverted where he's, you know, he doesn't really like he has his translator. He's not as outgoing. I mean, Shohei does too, but Shohei I think is a little bit more outgoing. Oh, he's a big. I think you know Vlad's just a student of the game, and he's he's ready to hit and he's ready to do his job, but he's not out there kind of talking you know and and i think that adds to at least from a hobby perspective is that people like to see the player behind the player in a way right yeah Yeah. so Uh, acuna might be the other guy too yeah i think acuna acuna has had a weird year coming back from injury it's been a little up and down uh you've seen flashes of greatness um i would he's a guy that again he's young enough where you say give him next year this year was kind of a like a a, a mulligan like if he like if he can just come back and stay healthy and be in the lineup every day that's a win uh because it was such a devastating injury so he might be the other guy uh if you're looking towards like where am i going to shift my money towards or heck if it doesn't hurt you enough i don't know cj abrams now yeah. the nationals that is one of those padre prospects who's now on the nationals you go with one of those guys as well there's a whole yeah lot i mean if history repeats itself the nationals lost bryce harper and then won a won a title i mean what if they lose one so they lose one soto and then two years from now they are laughing at all of us uh i mean yeah mike rizzo the GM is a former scout, has a great eye for for talent, and uh, picked and choose the guys in that Padres system. So you yeah. kind of it, it does you know if if you're a Nationals fan, it gives you a little bit of confidence. Um, what do you think this means for uh, the? I, I got we got to talk about Juan Soto. We kind of mentioned it. Uh, Juan Soto now on the Padres. I th- I think the thought was always all right. We're going to get Tatis back. We're going to get these guys for two months in the season uh, together in the same lineup and have a real chance to challenge the Dodgers for the World Series for the next two years. Doesn't look like that's happening this year. Won't He'll be out at least the first month next year. Uh, I feel like suddenly this, the, this future for Juan Soto, which felt like whichever team was going to get him, it kind of felt like they're just going to sign him. I don't know if that's so true anymore, and I feel like this is one of the way more, more underrated guys in the hobby. Though it's it's weird. It's like you, as as you know, expensive as, as the stuff is, it, yeah. it is. But like you know, he does, he doesn't seem to be talked about as much as some of the other guys. It's almost like his old hat, you know, in a way, because um, his prices were good, but there weren't you know Tatis prices even without the championship. Um, I mean, and it, you know, another guy to look at over there is uh, Manny F and Machado as well. So as he said it himself, yep, uh, you know who's who's playing well and coming up in big moments too. So. Granted, he was a rookie 2011, I believe. It was his first, No, 2010 was his first Bowman as an Oriole. But, um, and I believe his rookies are the 11. You're not update, but I think uh, I, I could be wrong. Because, yeah, 11, obviously a massive year for It might for be rookies. 12. Might be 12. Yeah. Actually, it might be 12. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But also a character that people kind of he's kind of looked at as a kind of a snobby kind of uh, yes. he's arrogance. Not, he's not easily likable. Not Tatis likable. No, not no. Soto likable. Not no. not not likable. Basically, he's an unlikable guy. And there really hasn't been another Padre that's sold besides. Tatis. So yeah, we'll see. yeah. It, it's uh, gosh. I, I just feel like there's a lot more questions than answers at this point. Um, I guess let's just let's just say and this. The Padres have lost more games with him now than they've won. Correct. Yes, they are starting to turn it around. Although you know, you go two out of three against your former team, the Nationals. You're, you're gonna, you know, that team stinks like hell right now. So you're you're gonna get you better get some wins. Um, also, I I just kind of want to throw this out. There's more of a steroid thing that I've been noticing uh i think there is what i've noticed recently such a huge double standard for steroids when it comes to hitters and pitchers yeah even though like 
again, you, if you're taking serious as a pitcher, your endurance is better. Yeah. Your fastball might be faster. You might have more. Like, it's just it's going to improve you the same way it's going to improve you as a hitter. And yet I feel like there's such a huge double standard. Um, and I think I heard Mike Kruko, you know, shout out by one of my all time favorite announcers and great, you know, great player. And I respect his opinion, uh, saying something about how, like, I'm never going to look at Tatis the same. I'm never, I'm going to question everything and all that, which is fine. Um, well, how does he really feel about bonds then? <laughs> there's, there's these other things. What about bonds? What about uh, the guy I keep thinking about? And again, I love him as a Giants fan, but Logan Webb got busted for for PEDs in the minor leagues. He's since put it behind him, and he's moved on, and he's become a very good pitcher, one of the best. You're pitchers right? In the yeah, National the pitchers league. don't really get like they don't get that hate. It's forgot uh, forgotten about quickly, unless you're like Roger Clemens. Yeah, that's it because Clemens was so overwhelmingly good, and the stories were so in your face yeah, too. Yeah, like those stories were ugly. Yeah. With Rage and yeah, right, and uh, all like how they did it, and it was like it, it was just bad. Um, but I just found it interesting, and uh, kind of. Le- and one more tidbit on this before I get off this point: uh, Did you happen to see over the weekend uh, the Giants had the 2012 uh, World Series champion team reunion? Famously, Melky Cabrera was the best hitter on that yep. team. I actually didn't realize it was only like two days ago where it was like, oh, 10, uh, 10 years ago today, Melky Cabrera got suspended. Yeah, it was like at the same time. So deep into the season. I don't think well, I realized Well, I feel like they know and then they have a certain time where yes. they have to appeal and a, then it comes out the same time. Yes. So that's why it's like literally. And I think if the Giants made a move right before that happened. Yeah, too. at least so to like, get some depth. So yeah. I feel like the teams have an idea. I feel like the Padres had an idea, which made them really push for, for Tatis. I mean, for Soto at that point um, maybe they wouldn't have pushed as hard knowing that Tatis was going to be back yeah so I think yeah. the teams have a little bit of a fair warning they know how to publicly handle it and maybe make adjustments uh, yeah. ahead of time but uh, to, uh, to go back to, to finish up what I was saying here uh, so Melky Cabrera yeah gets suspended obviously doesn't play in the playoffs they win the World Series anyway and he's never been invited back obviously uh also in that same season, Guillermo Molta, a bullpen pitcher, also got suspended for steroids. I, that might be the guy that got suspended for life. He, oh, I don't know if he did. He, you might have. It might have been Mota. I, I think. I think we'll it's have him. to look this up. It yeah. might have been Mota. So that's even funnier that he may have because guess who was at the 2012 team Mota. reunion? Guillermo Mota. He didn't even pitch in the playoffs. He he gets invited, but Melky doesn't. Who did more for that team in 2012? Right. You tell me. Melky. Clearly, it's Melky. He's putting meat in the seats too. Yeah. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is it's a double standard. But I think also in the case of Logan Webb, it happened to the minor, so it was quieter. But I think it also shows that if you if it happens to you early enough in your career. There is a real chance to rebound from yeah. this. It's going to be tougher for Tatis because the spotlight is so bright on him. But um, and everybody's talking about it, so yeah. your people are not going to forget it five, ten years from now. So let's, some might, but so let's put it this way: uh, November, December, you're browsing eBay. You see a first Bowman, uh, a first Bowman auto, PSA ten of uh, of Tatis. It's five hundred bucks. I was gonna say that'd be the price. Yeah, five hundred is yeah. basically where you say, say yeah, I probably wouldn't pay any more than that. Yeah. But. Oh yeah, and I mean, and if that's the case, because I like collecting the top scrum rookies. Um, yeah, if those are if those are getting to like fifty, forty five range. I, I'm jumping on it. It's just because there's okay, still, too. even though there is a lot of risk with the two str- two more strikes and he's out. 
there's just way more reward for me for that. And I mean, be, one good thing he does have because he was so iconic, and there was so many people that bought his cards. Some of those people are going to hold on to him. It's kind of like the Luca effect with basketball. Like you know, people still have all those Lucas, so they're going to you know. And obviously, Luca didn't do steroids, but like you know, that kind of drives the market regardless of the playing ability. Yeah, you know. So I think you'll see a little bit of that with Tatis going forward, and then so there could be some great opportunities to buy. Now, I guess the other part of that, and I, it, we're talking about how I think I think we're both in agreement. I think if it drops low enough, yeah, I'm buying Tatis. But the flip side of that is I think the most recent major controversy in baseball, the Houston Astros. It's different, I know. But guys like Bregman, guys like Altuve in the hobby have never rebounded no. from it. And they never will. Um, and I wonder if that's different because it feels like they stole a championship versus where Tatis, it's your kind of your old-fashioned, if weird to call it, old-fashioned uh, steroid suspension. And it's just, he's only hurting himself, whereas those guys are maybe seen as like, you literally stole a championship. Maybe it's different. But yeah. I think that might give some people pause. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such a blanket statement. Like, did he did he take performance enhancing drugs? I mean, you know, he's lumped in the same category as somebody that took performance enhancing drugs. Um, too bad there's no way to prove that he did take something for wing, ringworm. I don't know, you know, and he bought it overseas, and you know, I mean, it just wasn't uh, wasn't the right yeah the right thing. All it's bad. It's not good for baseball. Um, but I, if I had to be, if I had to take a bet, I'd say. Two or three years from now, if Tatis can maintain the pace he was on, we will forget it. If he becomes, though, like, oh, he's hitting like 20 home runs a year. He's a good defender. He's like a solid number six hitter in the lineup and has a good career. It will cloud him the rest of his career. And what do you think about NFL being like starting right up? And they're like, thank you, baseball. Like you're just this momentum crusher. Oh, I know. You know, I mean, I know it doesn't crush the whole league's momentum. Baseball tried. They tried to do the Friday news dump. They tried to like, hey, Juan Soto, isn't he cool? (laughs) Juan Soto, everybody on the Padres. It didn't quite work. I mean, we're talking about Trey Lance winning the MVP and it's preseason only the first week. And it's like all the news. Yeah. I went on ESPN last night and literally they were running some kind of fantasy football like draft special. You could when say, there was baseball games going on. Here's the, the thing though. If you're baseball, you could also say, Thank God this happened in the second third week of August yeah. and not like May sixth. Yeah, when you it know? was a whole spotlight. When it would have been like all like it's the f- baseball is fresh. Eighty games would be the entire season. Uh, so maybe in a way it works out for both sides. Yeah. So, yeah. So. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it at that. Tatis, if it's low, bye. But of course, as it's been for him for a while now, buyer beware. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'll look for some good deals. I think first Bowman's where you're at. I mean, it's going to be hard to buy some of the other ones, like the second year definitive or the, you know what I mean? Depending on the price, I guess there's a price for everything. But like, if you're buying them, try to buy the blue chip ones if you can get them at the good price because the other stuff is, you just don't know. Yeah, and I'm going to go buy some Guillermo Mota cards yeah. while we're at it. <laughs> there you go. Thanks to Doug for sitting down with me to talk some Fernando Tatis Jr. Talk some Melky Cabrera. Bring him back I was going to say good memories, weird memories. They did, Giants did win a World Series that year, so I really can't complain at all. But what do you guys think? If you're watching us on YouTube, is there a double standard for pitchers and hitters? 
for steroids. Can Fernando Tatis Jr. rebound from this? Is there always going to be a cloud over him for the rest of his career? And what are you doing? If you've got Tatis in your collection, are you selling right now? If you don't, are you looking for buying opportunities? I don't really think there's a wrong answer here. It's a weird time. It's a strange thing, especially how young he is and how much was invested in him. There really isn't anything quite like this for the baseball card community in a long, long time. Let us know in the comments if you're watching us on YouTube or just, you know, shoot us an email or something to let us know what you thought. Uh, and of course, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the show, Mojo Break Sports Card Show, wherever you get podcasts, Wax Packs and Warning Tracks on Tuesday and The Hype, our flagship show every Thursday. We'll be back with more next week on Wax Packs and Warning Tracks. Cody Pasby signing off. See you guys.